0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hands-On Safety. And uh, today we're going to continue our topic from the last show on uh, severe weather and other disasters because there was so much information to give. We just thought we we could put more information out there for you. Today we're going to cover what happens during a disaster and what happens after. Now that you've made that plan and hopefully have that in place and have everything ready um what do you do next so with me today is george
1: hey what's up everybody
0: and megan hello everyone so now that we have that plan and uh we're hearing you know information over the news that's that the storm is on its way which may or may not be actually happening for me this week i heard that we're possibly having a storm develop in the gulf um And I, you know, of course, still haven't put my kit together. What do we do if it hits? There's, you know, ways to keep your food safe or your food fresh. And, of course, leaving your freezer and your refrigerator closed if the power goes out as much as you can is going to help preserve that cool air in there. And um, eating the stuff that's going to go bad first, if at all possible, is, is going to make sure that you don't have to waste anything and maybe you know having stuff labeled so that you know what things are Um, you've got that stuff in your kit and hopefully it's labeled at this point but just keeping a better uh, track of what you have and what you have left of things so that you know how long that's going to last for you and keeping it where you can get to it easily keeping You know documentation if you've got things printed out keeping it in maybe a watertight bag or watertight case so that if you do have flooding that information is protected because if you do have to contact fema or other organizations for assistance afterwards you may need that information so there are a lot of organizations out there Um, who can help during and after and one of them we talked about last week is the Red Cross and they actually have a way for you to report in that you're safe use their service to find other people that you may be trying to get in touch with and you can do that through their website uh, through a text message and It can help you track down people that you might be missing or make sure that people know that you're okay if you had to evacuate or um, you're not where people expect you to be. And so far, everything I've looked at as far as the Red Cross um, and these other websites and information has been very accessible in giving out the information, having things that are labeled, being able to use that from a cell phone and get to where you need to go. And they have multiple ways of contacting them. Uh, A lot of places have phone numbers as well as texting options or websites that you can go to. So you have a lot of options there. It likes me some options. (laughs) Options are always good because you never know what kind of – what kind of access you're going to have to information. Right. It depends
2: on the the strength of a storm or a natural disaster, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, or where you have to go or, you know, different, like different things like that, even like structure of a building, you know, like if you're in a shelter something to that effect, it might be concrete. So cell reception might be gross.
0: Right. And, and one thing I was reading, and I guess in a way I kind of knew this, but I never thought much about it, was that you want to leave uh, phone lines open for emergencies, especially afterward. And so you should text as much as possible when trying to send and receive information because it takes up less, uh, I guess, uh, cellular bandwidth which, like I said, I, I kind of knew that. I know you can text with a less of a signal than you can make a phone call with, but I never thought about that making a difference between tying up cell service. And, that makes sense. And opening things up. So that was kind of an interesting thing to learn.
1: Well, you know, one thing that we put in the notes and it uh, was brought to our attention about the ham radio. Um, that's another thing like you can find uh, online ahead of time those local are uh, receivers, or those who maybe are uh, no local clubs nearby. So you do, if you do need to contact someone, or you can't from your cell phone use, you can contact them. If you are a ham radio operator or want to be, make sure that you go through the process of taking the exam to be licensed. Right. Um, and that is critical. It's a great service to use, particularly um, at the t- time, depending on what type of situation it is. Uh, if you don't have, um, you know, lounge, uh, line service or your cell service for some reason you can't get that uh, probably your best option uh, to pro- at least provide to people who care about you or to, about, to find out where your uh, loved ones are by contacting a radio organization in your area.
0: Right and they are very often um, asked to set up at shelters so that they can keep the lines of communication open between emergency workers and other places so that they keep that network open and it's uh, it's a great opportunity that people use to volunteer to help out, and so they they are very often volunteering their time during disasters to help with communications. But, yes, you do have to be licensed to be an operator, and uh, there are all kind of ways to find information for the test online and, and through apps for studying and just getting in touch with your local ham radio club. They can get you information for that as well and there's all kind of books uh in the bookstores and libraries i actually should have looked
2: this up before the show mm-hmm. um but i was hastily getting ready for the show today um whether how you would do that over here in canada in canada? laws might be different and such i would think not considering it's something like this but it's canada we have to do everything differently <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that it would be interesting to know the process and if it's different there and in other countries, as far as the process you go through. And it may be a matter I mean, I could of... look it up right now, but I'm not sure if you're going to hear my screen reader, so... Right. <laughs> and we can always add that to the show notes um, before we post the show. But um, I imagine it's probably going to be a matter of uh, possibly different frequencies that can be used... Different rules as far as um, I think, you know, here you have to, you're required to give your your radio call sign, uh, I think every 10 minutes. I don't remember. uh, It's been a long time since I've had a ham license, but. Where do you even get one? This is a sad question, but where do you even get one?
1: Well, the best thing to do is to find your organizations, your ham radio organizations. So here is the, uh, is it the american uh amateur license or something you know what well you
0: have the amateur radio relay league and um they have a website and they are the um basically they are the kind of leading organization for ham radio or amateur radio operators to get information through Um, Mm -hmm. but you do have local clubs um so when i moved here to south mississippi i looked on the internet for amateur radio clubs in my area and found their website. Okay.
2: Yeah. I could, I should look these things up And uh, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. let yeah. do something uh, like that. Looking
1: uh, online, uh, the uh, government of C- uh, Canada website, they do have uh they do talk about it. So you just check, check in, uh type in ham radio, Canada. And I guess there's the amateur radio service center um which i guess they oversee the, the whole process but i think there is from looking at uh, a test just like they do have it here in the states so it's kind of same similar, similar process so okay but, uh, right because yeah, so, you yeah.
0: still have to go through the uh, like here you have to go through the fcc is who provides those license i believe and uh
2: that's actually really good to know thank you george um for quickly researching i suppose i could have asked you but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of these things right off the bat, apparently. Um, Um, But, uh, yeah, that's actually really good to know because I do know there are some Canadian listeners out there. So hello, hello, Canadian listeners and whoever else is out there. Um, And also, um, it's just really good information to
0: have for me. And, you know, for anyone of our listeners who is blind, um, and if you were attending the National Federation of the Blind, Convention over zoom this week. Um, they do have an amateur radio division. Um, so they are a good reason. Oh yeah, I saw that event on the agenda for blind amateur radio operators to get information from really and, um, there are radios out there that are more accessible than others, and they can definitely there's provide different kinds.
2: Oh, that's cool. Oh there's yeah there's I'm learning lots today.
1: <laughs> it gets pricey too. Uh oh, yes, <laughs> they can get pricey depending how how high tech you want to get into it. But well, I mean, my interest
2: that, went downhill right there. No, no, <laughs> no. Well, uh, there's they, ways really.
1: probably gonna be affordable, and they do like they do, right, trade, right. do like different organizations. I have like a a day where they trade or you, you know, buy cheaper stuff. People are getting rid of whatever. So right. you can start off cheap. Um, I got, I have me a little small, um, radio. It's like, I mean, it fits into the palm of my hand, but it has so many channels I can get on there. So it's just as a right. starter for me. They haven't got right. lazy yet. Uh, but it's, it's a good way, but even missing nothing too. the, um, I forget the name of the brand of the radio that I have, but I put it in the notes. It's a inexpensive radio. If you are a radio, if you're a ham radio operator, you could carry it with you. It's small. Uh, I forget how far it can go in regards to communication, but you can be your own uh, center. And you can also uh, uh, make wi- uh, antennas that you can carry with you if oh, necessary. Cool. So that's a, that could be a whole different segment. But you can be oh, your, right. own, you know, your, your own radio operator and helping other people where you are, but at the same time, taking care of yourself. And you know, that's, that system I have, it costs like maybe 40 bucks just oh, for cool. the radio uh so i can you know put on uh send into notes
2: interest you, has peaked again yeah. so yes go.
1: keep it inexpensive <laughs> but at the same time uh having a radio with you should be part of your plan anyways and here in the states if you are a licensed radio operator you can go on police lines but i, I need to double check that but I'm pretty sure i understand you can go on and monitor but you can't go on and broadcast
0: <laughs> right right, right. 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 Legally, um yeah, I do legally,
1: legally broadcast yeah, so you can't leave, you know go out there and just, hey, this is a ten or fourteen. No, get off the line. No, get it doesn't out work of that here. way. <laughs> yeah, so you can you could monitor legally, right? And that's that's a good thing to do if you're if you're worrying about a uh, storm your area, or you know if there's going to be you know uh, first responders nearby. It's a good mm-hmm. way of finding out and keeping tabs on that. You can also assist your neighbors too. So it's not just about you; it's about helping other people along. I think that's the key thing. Um, so, I mean, communication. I think I'd say is the key thing.
0: It is because after, that can be very during tricky and during yeah. and after, um, depending on the disaster, uh, whether it's man made or natural. Communications can be one of the biggest issues in getting things to people and finding people that need help. Um, uh, so it's very important. And, uh, I have that yeah. humble and kind song going through my head. <laughs> um, you can, you know, like George said, get devices that are small enough to fit in your pocket or you can go up as large as um, large base stations that um, one of my instructors uh, who kind of renewed my interest in amateur radio, um, he had an antenna that he could honestly string up through the trees and yeah. run it across the street. and Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's it's all stuff that you can get from the hardware store. So that's it's really fascinating that um, I know my my ex husband built an antenna uh, when we were in one of our apartments and attached it to the porch rail, and it was just made out of copper tubing mm-hmm. that he bought at the hardware store. So there's all kind of ways to do it. There's all kind that's of awesome. plans out there. So all kind of information. But um, so that is that is definitely keys keeping in communication. And like I said, you can do that. Contact the Red Cross um in various ways to let people know that you're safer to find people that you may be missing and I was really kind of fascinated with the stuff on FEMA's website, um, the videos that they have in their libraries for getting information and answering questions because they were pretty well done.
1: I have not seen any of those. Hmm.
0: And uh they they have them when you go to their website it, it takes you to their YouTube page and um they have them set up for. They have transcripts of the videos. They have uh, uh, sign language included in the videos. They have you know just somebody narrating them. So um, they're they're really well done and seem to cover okay. all the basis of um, you know getting the information out there to people. So that was that was nice to find, and uh, they can of course be accessed on FEMA's website, and uh, we'll post a link to that as well
1: so i think another aspect of that after communication process communicating with those while uh, before during and then after process uh, also once you get back to your home having transportation back if you don't have your own transportation you know i know here in savannah georgia they have buses and we have hurricane season when it's it's, it's about to you know about the uh, hit the spot they um, have locations where people can actually go. They get on the buses. They take them to another location. And this includes for the homeless as well. Uh, and they also bring them back. Um, are, they, so, are
2: they called hurricane buses?
1: I don't know what they call them. <laughs> I just know. I, either I just stay at my house.
2: Or disaster <laughs> buses.
1: Disaster buses. That doesn't sound right. That does you know, to get on the disaster bus. No, if I want to <laughs> ride happens, bus. Whatever happens, happens.
2: You know, uh, yeah, I no, huh? it would be
1: a cool bus, yeah. yeah like just a
2: all I mean, disaster, aboard the disaster
0: bus. No, you know? no, no, I don't think <laughs> yeah. so. I'll stay home, yeah. That's,
1: that doesn't doesn't sound kosher, um, <laughs> but you no, know, having transportation back, and then once you get back to where you're staying, suppose there's damage. What do you do at that point? Um, right. that's, gonna, that's gonna be the, the key thing water damage, wind damage, uh, anything that may be broken, um,
2: burn damage. So
1: Burn damage, and depending mm-hmm. on what the, I mean, so There's so many different ways, different things that can be do uh, done. Hurricane, <laughs> no building at all, sunk in a hole. I mean, or, or we call it um, earthquake, earthquake. Depending where you are in the country, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, or if there is a tornado, you know, it's pulled uprooted. So, what do you do? Um, so, first of all, you have to assess the situation. Um, you know, take pictures of the damage as much as possible. Um, also, see about where can you stay. That's going to be the key thing. So, contact the Red Cross or you know FEMA. Um, see for assistance, friends,
2: family, friends, neighbors. families.
1: Right. Uh, if you have people that are already in that area, it's probably a good, good idea to you know, who stayed or whatever, or you know closer than you are before you get back there, can they go check on what you have because no sense getting to a location where you get there and like, <laughs> there's nothing here where I'm going to stay. Right. Um, Cause getting there to damage is not going to make it you know any better getting there any quicker. if it's damaged. Settle yourself at a place you want to stay, you know, take care of, got some food, Or whatever shelter for you, your family, your dog, Uh, and then you know, next day or whenever, as soon as you can get there, go check out and assess the situation because it will not get any better by you just being there uh, and you not having a place to stay. Uh, Finding people who can support you mentally that's going to be a big thing as well. You know, it's it's a traumatic experience being involved in national disaster, as, as well as getting back from a disaster, realizing that all that you have is gone.
0: Right, and physically, just coming back, you know being aware that when you do get back, there may be a lot more obstacles to get around, you know, so. Oh, look, there's a
2: tree there. Right. That wasn't Um, there before.
0: You know, things you maybe have to maneuver around, um, especially if you have a wheelchair or you're using a cane or a walker, you know, keeping that in mind as you go back and, and what might be on the ground, um, nails and other pieces of debris that you have to be aware of as you're as you're navigating that area and just kind of you know it it's really helpful to as much as possible monitor media and other sources of information before you go back so that you right do yeah i was just about to bring that up no when it's safe because they will certainly tell you when it's safe to go back to your area
2: or um, if you have a disability um and if you are with like if you have a neighbor or somebody who can c- come back with you and assist you if needed is, is not a bad option either. Right.
1: And honestly, you know, as a sighted person, I think if you do have a disability of some sort, you should be teamed up with somebody if you can. I mean, right. honestly, anybody should be teamed up with somebody. You shouldn't be going through it alone.
0: No, uh, definitely not. So, so let let
1: me back up on that. Anyone, should have a battle buddy if you call it in your army have a buddy that you're with that you can you know help each other out and if someone needs more assistance there you there you go and develop that, that community safety buddy safety buddy okay, yeah there you go sense community is a key thing so you have to have have that I don't care who you are uh I mean me as a single guy living by myself you know I had a situation where the, when I moved back here about 3 years ago it was um, we had a, a hurricane and I wasn't too sure. It's gonna be one of the worst ones. So uh, a friend of mine, his his wife had offered for me to come up there and stay with them and their family. So I went up there for about three or four days, you know. Uh, so I had people who there for me. It was a college buddy of mine. He came back and my neighborhood was not even hit with anything. It never is. It's just like, <laughs> you would swear like nothing ever happened. <laughs> um, so I'm fortunate that way. It's we, amazing in of parts how of the city, that happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's amazing. So, nothing was very few people had anything on the windows, uh, boarded up, you know, people out there <laughs> mowing the lawn, like, seriously, <laughs> right. up for this. right. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. So rather be safe than sorry. And I at least I had a home to come back to that was intact.
0: Right. Right. So one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, getting in touch with people who can help you through this mentally and one of the resources that I saw, and I did not find out what this stands for, but it is S-A-M-H-H-S-A, and they offer 24-7, 365 days a year counseling that is specific to trauma after disasters. And so they, they have, of course, have a website, they have a phone number that you can call, and you can even send them a text message um to get in You said with them. s uh, sorry you said s a m a it's s a m h s a
2: oh okay okay i thought you said like s a m
0: a h
2: s a so i was
0: like huh <laughs> I might have i might have stumbled <laughs> over my letters there because you know me that's not unusual um for me to stumble over english <laughs> but uh yes, okay. they do have multiple ways to get in touch with them if you do need any type of counseling. So that was um that was a great resource to find.
1: Right. Um, it's a substance abuse and mental health services administration.
0: Ah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Shamsa. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Shamsa. Yeah, I had to look at that several times yeah. and um
1: So it's but... uh it's a dot gov, so S A M H S A dot gov. So uh, um. Yeah, we have to get more on in providing sources for our Canadian friends that. That
2: are... only an American thing. It, it's yeah. yeah it is, it would But, be.
1: but it's, a, it's a chance of the possibility is they may have connections or find. I mean, they may know of some Canadian ones. But I'm sure. Well, they type. might
2: have something on the website too. I yeah. Could, it might, yeah. Exactly.
1: You so you know, we're kind of like cousins. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, and it it could be, be um, you know, searching on Google or another browser for. Um, disaster relief or disaster assistance. Um, There are websites for community services that offer, um, you can put in your zip code or your information about your area and it will tell you the local services that you can find in your area and and here that is uh, elder care and they had a lot of information on their website but again they offer a phone number to contact them if you can't access them by the web and uh, I really like seeing all these places having multiple ways to get in touch with them.
1: As long as they work.
0: <laughs> right. This is true. I didn't yeah. try to call uh, but, necessarily. I mean, but
1: it's probably a good idea. Like you said, you know, we don't know if it works. Probably the thing is if you, you want to utilize certain services or uh, organizations, it may be good just to give them a call prior.
0: Mm-hmm. Just to
1: have a general make sure, you know, I mean, sometimes establishing maybe a contact there already. Right. You know, prior. Finding so, out what for, they
0: do and exactly. knowing ahead of time what, what you can, um, what services they may be able to offer you afterward. So you can definitely yeah. be good. So you add, said, did add you that
1: to, to aging, your plan. Yep. Did you go to aging.com?
0: I did. Yes. One? I think
1: right, so when you say, that may be where I found ready some of if, this information. Okay. So yeah. So I think this might have been the ones I sent you, but ready, um, you have ready. FEMA, go, America Red Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Google crisis response, which I didn't even notice such a thing. I didn't either. It's, it's listed on there as one of their sponsors or, hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at it right now. so what they do is they connect you with information, you Yeah, know, connecting with information, um, that's out there for, for assistance. Huh? So kind going to tell you about the apps and stuff like that. Okay, cool. It's nice. probably something, something good to check on. Right. Uh, yeah, that's awesome okay so there's a lot of stuff out there so as we one thing about it, i think our show is that we learn as we try to teach people <laughs> right you know not necessarily at the same time as we're doing a show but uh this is a very interesting talk because there's so much stuff to this topic there's no way we could just like oh this is one particular aspect of it uh so i know we kind of gloss over quite a bit and but i think by providing resources for those who can um uh, get to it i think it's, it's uh it's part of our job in regards to our show yeah. um because there's so much information, we're not experts on this, but we're you know we're learning as we go, uh, like anybody else.
0: And one of the things I noticed when I was uh, doing some research on this is that you know even on the websites they they say we have we can't give you one number or one place to go that fits everything here. So here's because you're gonna have to contact these different agencies. You're gonna have to contact FEMA. You're gonna have to contact. Um, maybe uh, elder care to find out about local resources and um, you have to if you're especially if you're asking for assistance you have to put in applications with these individual agencies and so knowing how to get in touch with them individually is just as important as finding a resource that tells you about them all and so this ACL website had a lot of links to different resources for applying for assistance or checking on assistance if you've already applied that uh provided a lot of information and it can be you know links within links within links and and you may be kind of following a rabbit trail but you know if you can bookmark some of those pages that you find interesting or um, before you start clicking on links and getting in too deep and think well wait how do i get back to where i was um you know keep some of those resources in a way that you can access them whether it's um, making yourself a note uh, with a digital recorder about information which which can be good to use for other things as well if you need to if you cannot remember um, say maybe insurance information or uh, account numbers that you might need you know putting that in a format that you can access easily when you need it is going to serve you well And so if you can't mark those bookmarks down, find a way to put that information down in another format that you can use to get help uh, later on as you need to, uh, to go back and find that information. Even if you have to get someone else to look it up for you, at least then, you know, where to send them. Makes sense to me. So I was just doing a brief Google search for those of us in Canada,
2: if you're having some troubles or would like to find out what resources are available, um, to help assist people through a crisis. Obviously, the Canadian Red Cross is an option. Um, But also, if you visit um, crisisservicecanada.ca, it has some information there. It also has some contact information to talk to somebody as well. Okay, good.
0: Nice to know. And we'll add that to our list of information. So, if you find anything else, Megan, that you think would be useful we'll uh, we'll put all that in the show notes I will so is there anything else that y'all think that we need to talk about that we haven't we haven't mentioned so far? Because this is so much information
1: well, I'd be thought about like um care for um if you have a um you know, a, um service animal i mean what, when, kind of, you know, we have to make sure you have food for them, uh, maybe a vet. Uh, you know, make sure those services are back in place. Or actually, generally, just generally, also your health. Make sure your services are back in place. Medical needs. Right. Venue, yeah. uh, those are key things to look at.
0: Being, having access to uh, to getting medications and available. Health care. Um, yeah, having having your pets or your service animals. Veterinary information is you know, another, even having their own, you know, you may have your own emergency kit just for them or mm-hmm. your own folder for their documents. And yeah, you should that keep labeled. that
2: documentation. Um, so if, what I would personally do is keep my documentation in one folder and then my dog's documentation in another folder. So that would include their records
0: and also their vet, veterinary information just so that people don't get confused about whether or not you've had your rabies shot, right? Yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> For the record, <laughs> I have. Good. <laughs> I can't just have you going rabbit on us. <laughs> I think that ship has sailed, but... Well, <laughs> <It'll>
0: probably. <fit. laughs> um, yes, yeah, definitely a good idea to have. And you want to have... You know if you are collecting a you know one month supply of stuff for yourself you you want to have that same amount of stuff for your your animal as well and be aware of don't starve the pets right they don't like that no they really um, don't <laughs> you know having they're like us they don't like to be starved no having a portable carrier for them if you if you need to have that in case you need to take them to the shelter and they need may need to have a crate to sleep in at night or um you know being aware of what you may have to do if you're in a shelter or away from home to uh, to take care of your animal and uh that may include you know finding veterinary assistance in other places i've noticed over you know the last several years that um anytime there's been a major storm like a hurricane emergency services do their best to try to take care of the animals as much as they take care of the people Um, because they can be even if they're not officially a service animal if they're not there to provide a service for you or help you with a disability just having that animal there for emotional support can be important and so they're they're important to keep it's important to keep them healthy as well And understanding that they're also going to be stressed. Um so your your service animal may show signs of acting differently because they're reacting to to how you're feeling and they're act reacting to the stress of being somewhere new and being under circumstances that are. And also the vibes around them. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you there honestly. Sorry. Um yeah, it's they you know Animals are very sensitive to that, and so they react differently. And if you, you notice that your pet or your service animal is behaving much differently than they normally would, you know, just, just try to give them a little bit of a break and maybe do something Love to them. help them relieve
2: Love that stress. them. <laughs> Play with them. Yeah, I could go on. Yeah. Um, Including but, toys in their emergency yes, kit is important. That's what I was just about to bring up is, you know, when we talk about... Uh, like the food and the records and stuff but our pets are like kids you know they don't understand what's happening and sometimes their toys ground them you know they they feel more grounded with a specific toy or something something they know is theirs something they know is theirs and that that like that they like um and also i was i was just Also in my researching through this show, uh, I also found some information, um, you know, about if you have family, you know, supporting your family as well. You know, if your kids need to talk, let them talk. If they, it's okay for them to feel angry and upset and just being there for them, being honest with them and just different things like that. So I kind of found that kind of interesting to briefly glance at so I right. i mean we talk about all this stuff about supporting you and your pet but also i'm sure those of you listeners out there might have families so you know
0: it might it's just another something to think about yep you might be you might be that support person for you maybe well guys i think we've given out a lot of good information today and and we've learned a lot along the way in looking into this further and it's been a good experience for me because I know I've lived on the coast almost all my life and while I kind of know a lot of things I don't always take the time to think about them and think about things that I should do or think about where those resources are that I should follow and um so finding out some things I didn't know was it's always good
2: and we hope we've helped you along as uh, our listeners a little bit as well
0: at least i do i don't know about my (laughs) fellow co-hosts over here (laughs) i will never no i don't i don't want anybody to as a teacher i never want anybody to learn anything rude Uh, nasty teacher you're one of those teachers i wouldn't like in school Uh, No, i'm a fun teacher i hope I don't know (laughs) but i do very often learn you know from my students as much as i teach them so uh, absolutely i I love getting other people's thoughts and views on things because it does help me see things differently right
2: like i personally from the this show and the previous show episode four that we have done i feel like i've learned so much because i've i've dealt with natural disasters most of which have been snowstorms but it's something it's a different perspective that I'm getting from you guys down south um with hurricanes and different things like that so
0: I'm learning a little bit so that's good and good. good I like to learn <laughs> yeah cuz I have I have very little experience with snowstorms Oh I got a lot of experience with that <laughs> <laughs> Well Leslie if you come and visit me I, only in the summer sweetie only in the summer why you don't want to go tobogganing <laughs> maybe for a minute oh you'll like it i promise okay I'll <laughs> keep that in mind when i plan my visit but um, okay cool yeah we've we've had a few um rounds of heavy snow which oh, okay I say heavy okay, snow. Please um,
2: elaborate. Heavy snow, <laughs> <laughs> one to two inches. <laughs> Snowflake.
0: <laughs> Whoa! All
2: right, that's a dusting. <laughs> Snowflake. In, in in the south,
0: though, that tends to shut everything down. Everything down. down. Um, we did actually have uh, we've had a few instances of having a couple of feet of snow and uh, or nearly a foot of snow and where you know it stopped traffic on the on the highways and the interstates and people just parked their cars and walked away and couldn't do <laughs> So, um, because, you know, we don't, we don't know what, uh, I mean, a foot chains of snow and is that kind even of stuff. a decent amount for us too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it definitely throws people for a loop around here. Um, don't get that as much down here on the coast, but it does happen every once in a while. I've been through a few. Well, we should,
2: Enlighten your world some more sometime. <laughs> okay,
0: at <laughs> <And> mind. <laughs> that makes me cold just thinking about it. I'm too <laughs> southern <right>. for this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you are way too southern for this. I am.
0: I live. It's a hundred, <laughs> nearly a hundred degrees outside right now, and I'm oh, okay with that. Okay, okay you can that. keep that. Yeah, I'm, I'm too. Fine. I'm too Canadian for that. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going outside. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not. I haven't gone outside, but you know, well, see, I could.
1: They sit in the right. south because they have air conditioning. Air conditioning go out, you're just screwed.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we won't even talk about that. And my <laughs> my uh, air conditioner actually blew a capacitor a couple weeks ago, so I, I immediately called first thing the next morning. I have a problem. So I yeah, I don't want to face situation. it without air conditioner. <laughs>
2: Definitely not. That's what we do in the within the winter If our furnace goes out, we're like, oh, okay,
0: <laughs> right? Emergency heater, dude! Heater, dude! Heater, dude! Oh my! <laughs> All I right, can't guys.
2: What they <laughs> the show <laughs> is just derailed. Let's go get out As of here. You say, let's
0: uh, before we get too far <laughs> off track. <laughs> let's wrap it up. So. <laughs> So please give us your feedback by contacting us by email at feedback at hands dot net. Look for us on Facebook. Uh, it's hands on safety podcast and look for us on Twitter at hands underscore safety. We would let's love bring up the to hear Twitter from followers, you. please. <laughs> yes, please. More people on Twitter. Come on, guys. Um, Come on, tweeters out there. Let's go. <laughs> we we really do want to hear from y'all want to hear your thoughts um on what we've done so far wanted any anything you think we should talk about in the future we, we yeah hear. absolutely
2: we we only have so many ideas so right. if you guys can bring up more things out there keep you know, us going guys to, keep to hear us it going.
0: so i think i remember to give all our information this time <laughs> <laughs> and do note
2: our website will be up at some point it's yeah in the near oh, wow, I'm, work, really? I'm working on it i'm working on it i
0: swear i'm working on it
1: after we get canceled
0: oh no oh, No! <laughs> how do we get do we cancel ourselves how does that work? <laughs> we moved no, on yeah no. let's let's not do that i i swear i'm working on it mm-hmm. she is i and promise i, I talked about to recruit off the help so. Going to be recruiting some help soon because it's just mm-hmm. uh, too much for my brain. But gotcha. anyway, um, once again. Without further ado. <laughs> we have we have derailed again. Um, we will look forward to it's bringing all now. another show next month. And <laughs> say looking, it with a straight face. I can't. <laughs> I can no longer say anything with a straight <laughs> face. So, <laughs> with that <laughs> cackle of laughter, <laughs> I'm gonna say goodbye.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody, you guys. Goodbye, have. everyone. So y'all stay safe, and we will have a good one. We will take
0: talk care to y'all again. <laughs> Bye.